Spirit confronts you, there are four things you can trust God for. Confidence. We need to be bold. We need to be able to stand up and speak the truth in love to those that need to hear it. Both in our churches, in our community, in our families, in our government. We need to be able to stand up and speak the truth in conf- with confidence. Uh, there are four things that the, the Bible teaches us that will help us to have this confidence. First of all, you can trust God's grace. You can trust God's grace. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says that you can trust God's grace to save. Salvation is by grace through faith. It is by grace that we receive salvation. Grace provides salvation from self, from sin, and from Satan. And we need to trust God's grace for all of that. Many people have a, a problem understanding what God's grace is. And uh, we need to understand that God's grace is his favor. Um, he favors those who have believed and accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. He favors those who are, by second birth, children of the Most High God. And who is that? That's us. That's right. (laughs) Somebody said it, and it's true. That's us. We are favored children of the Most High God. That's God's grace. By God's grace, we are saved, and we escape God's wrath. By God's grace, we have eternal life. And there is nothing that we did and nothing that we can do to achieve God's grace, because it is a gift. There's nothing that you can do to be saved other than accept God's grace. Um, There's nothing you can do to lose God's grace either. either. Once you are in the graces of God, then you are eternally in God's graces. You are eternally in God's favor. God looks down upon you with favor. You know, he's in, in Spanish we call it el preferido, <laughs> the preferred ones. We are preferred before God. It's, it's an amazing truth that many times we don't grasp. We are the preferred ones. We are special. Yes, of course, chosen. We have been chosen to be special. We have been chosen to be the preferred ones. A peculiar people, the Bible says. We are special. Yes. And if we understand that, then we can speak out boldly about what we believe. And we can say what 
God puts into us. God's grace shows you who you are. Shows you who you are. And we often ask that question, who am I? Well, I am... Well, let's look up Galatians. In Galatians, Paul speaks to, um, to this. Galatians chapter 4. That's in the New Testament. Galatians chapter 4. Um, 6 and 7. Galatians 4, verses 6 and 7. And because you are children, you, because you are children, children of God, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. We are heirs. We have an inheritance in heaven. We are special. Royalty. Children of the king. We are heirs of what God has in store for us. So, who are we? We are the children of God. We are the ones that have been giving, given that authority and that power to become children of God, the Apostle John says. We are special. And we can trust God's grace for that. That is what God's grace provides for us. If we trust the grace of God, then we can say, yes, we are God's children. We are special. We are chosen. You are in God's family, an heir of God, and a joint heir with Christ. How glorious. Amen. So, can we trust God's grace. Yes, you can trust God's grace because it is true and it's, and it's firm and it's not going to change tomorrow. In our world, which changes so much, that's not going to change. It's going to be the same tomorrow because he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So we can trust God's grace. Trust God's grace. Also, we can trust God's providence. That's one word that we don't hear too much about. God's providence. God's providence. And if this is not true, then life has little meaning. We can trust God's certainty of purpose. We can trust God's supply. The, the, uh, the psalmist David, King David, in his Psalms, Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does that mean? Somebody actually asked me that. What does that mean? I shall not want. Want what? <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd, therefore I shall not want. What does it mean to to uh, be able to say, I shall not want. It means, I will always have enough. That's what it means. I will always have enough. There will never be a time when I will be lacking anything. 
God's providence. He shall provide. He shall provide. The Bible says that it is God who is working all things in us together for our good. And we can rest, we can trust on his supply. Philippians 4, 19 through 20 affirms that God is the source of our supply. We can trust God's providence. Matthew 6, 30 to 33 emphasizes the truth that you can trust the Heavenly Father to meet your needs. God will meet our needs. We will never be in need. We will always have enough. George Mueller's life is a living testimony of God's provisions for him and for thousands of orphans he cared for during his lifetime. He fed the orphans out of God's hand. Mueller's faith was so dominant that he rested calmly in the divine assurance that God's hand would deliver bountiful supply when the moment of need arrived, no matter how great the need. He and He always prayed for, for the supply for these orphans. And, you know, sometimes uh, when you read the story about uh, George Mueller, as he ran this, uh, this orphanage, there were times when there was nothing in the cupboard. There were times when there was no money to buy anything in the cupboard. It was a situation like, the situation that the disciples ran across one day when they were out in the country and there were 5,000 men waiting around to be, to be told what to do. They had no food. They had nowhere to go to buy food. They had no money to buy food. And Jesus says to Philip, Philip, you give him something to eat. Philip, feed these people. And Philip says, uh, uh, um, uh, what am I going to feed them with? And Jesus took the loaves and the fishes and gave it to his disciples and everybody ate. 5,000 men plus the women and children. Well, George Mueller had that kind of faith. And in many occasions, there was nothing in the pantry. There was no money to buy, and the children were hungry, and he needed to feed them. He needed to clothe them. And out of nowhere, seemingly out of nowhere, a check would come. An amount would be transferred to his account, and he would be able to provide. And that's the way he functioned. In... Our economy today, that would never happen because we are so tied to having a backup amount, a pillow, uh, 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 a cushion to fall back on that you have to have a certain amount in your account just in case. George Mueller never said, well, just in case, you know. No. As a matter of fact, they... He was offered a time when, when uh, they said to him, you know, we, we, will, we will back you up. He said, no, I don't need it. Don't need it. Because I have backup that 
is infallible. The Lord will provide for these children and for my family. You can trust God's provision. Providence of God is with us. We don't have to worry. Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry. In the words of a song, why, what, me worry, no. Don't worry, be happy. That's what we have to do. Don't worry, be happy. God will provide. We will always, always have enough. You can trust God's provision. And when you know that God will provide, then you have confidence in God to provide. And then you can have confidence in yourself and you can say, ah, it's okay. You know, when the rent is due, no problem. God will provide. We can use those, those words of Abraham. You remember Abraham when he went to offer his son Isaac on Mount Moriah. And, and his son says to him, well, we have fire, we have wood, and where's the lamb? You can't have a sacrifice without a lamb. And Abraham said to him, God will provide. Do we live like that? No. <laughs> no, we want to make sure that that check is in the mail. And that we will be getting paid on Friday. We don't live with that uncertainty of God will provide. But we are taught in the Bible of God's providence. And we are taught that God will provide. He will not allow us to be in need. We will always have enough. So we can trust God's grace. We are special to God. He has given us this wonderful salvation, freedom that we enjoy. And we can trust God's providence. We can also trust God's word. You can trust God and his revealed word. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. He who authored this word is still making his word true. And personal to each one of us. God's word is true. God's word is true. Not some of it, but all of it. Now, unfortunately, many of our Bibles have crossed some things out. They have deleted certain things from our Bible. And if you don't know that, you won't notice. But if you go through many passages in the Bible, you say, well, what, what happened to this portion? And it was deleted, you know, by whom? By somebody that thought that 
that need that that piece of, of scripture didn't need to be there. That that was not really in the original. And so they say, no, no, this this is not right. Uh, we'll just we'll just cross that out. Um, Martin Luther, the great reformer, wanted to throw out whole books. He says, no, that doesn't make any sense. We'll just but we can't do that. We have to take the Bible just as it is because the Bible is the Word of God and it is true. And it is clear. There are no ambiguous statements in the Bible. And if you don't understand the Bible, it's not the Bible. It's you. It's not the Bible. It's you. The Bible is clear. And a child could understand it. It uses plain English or Spanish, whichever one you read. But the Bible is clear. And you just need to trust the Word of God. That's where, that's where the, the little, that, that little uh, uh, thing comes in that's called trust. You can trust God to prosper his word. The word of God will be prospered. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. If God sent it, it will prosper. God's word will always has, have its results. God will make sure this is true in your life this is true in my life this is true in the church this is true in our community this is true wherever the people of God work God's word is true and you can trust in the power of God's word the word of God is powerful Hebrews 4.12 for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God's word is sure and fully dependable. God's word has wisdom for every need. It is God's word. And we need to not only believe it and accept it, but declare it. Tell people that God's word is true. The word of God. Amen. And then, fourthly, you can trust God's spirit. You can trust God's spirit to make certain the indwelling presses of God in your life. He makes real God in your life. God's presence Knowing that God is with me is a wonderful thing. Because the Spirit of God testifies to my spirit that he is with me. And it testifies to your spirit that God is with you. And we can function that way. You can trust God's Spirit to renew spirituality. Um... Sometimes we don't feel very spiritual. But the Spirit of God comes to us in a specific moment in time.
time. And he declares and he tells us and he shows us that we are still in the game. We're still God's preferred people, the chosen. You can trust God's spirit to endue you with spiritual power to do God's will. The spirit of God. Uh, helps us to produce the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit of God is with us even today. He is the counselor. He is the comforter. He is the one that is with us day after day after day. He is the one that is with us and in us. John 4.13, 14 proclaims the Holy Spirit as the overflowing spring in a believer's life, his presence and power are available to all Christians and are never exhausted. God is with us. God's spirit resides with us. God is always with us. His spirit fills us with wonderful joy and Wonderful happiness. Wonderful peace. I don't know how many people have experienced that. The peace of God. Knowing that everything is okay. You know? We trust God's grace. We trust God's providence. We trust God's word. And therefore, we trust God's spirit. And we have that spirit and we have that peace in our heart that is above all understanding and in the middle of the most terrible circumstances in our lives, we still know, we have that knowing, that knowing that everything is okay. And there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. A lot of stuff. And if you don't trust in his word, if you don't trust in his spirit, if you don't trust in God's providence and in his grace, you will get caught up in all kinds of bad, bad situations. The world is full of people that are... Worried. They're worried about what's going on in the world. What in the world is going on? That's the title of one of the books. What in the world is going on? Well, we know what is going on. And we also know that God is with us. And because God is with us, we can face tomorrow. As the song says, because he lives because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Tomorrow is not scary because uh, we trust in his word, trust in his grace, trusting in his providence, trusting in his spirit. And God is sufficient to help us, to help us through whatever comes to us in our life. I pray that you can have that special trust that you can have 
the, the blessing of being able to trust in God and all that he has provided for us. And if we do that, then we will be happy. But it's important that we trust. There's a, there's a hymn that we sing that says, Trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Trust and obey. Do you receive it? Is, is the question. Do we receive this truth? If we receive it, God is a blessing to each one of us. Thank you. Amen.